So welcome back to Big Fish Little Pod. I'm hoping that you remember our podcast on my trip to Newport and finding a woman who was homeless and was sitting on the sidewalk with a sign that said, I need a miracle. My wife, Carol, actually listened to the podcast. And after she listened to it, she said, I'm really proud that you are willing to put out there the times that you think you failed. But you could have, while you were in line, prayed for that woman, right? And that would have made a difference, even though you didn't make the difference. The thing that got me thinking was, wow, she really has, to me, a healthy view of prayer. Because I believe in the power of prayer, but sometimes I tack on, well, we'll pray for you when I can't think of anything else that I can get around to do for you. And that's not what prayer is all about. Carol said, well, you could have prayed for her and wouldn't have that made a difference because she believed that my thought process, my prayers offered to God, put in the, in the God sphere of things, could somehow have God make a difference in that woman's life, whether I had anything else to do with it or not. And that just opens the whole door, not only to me, but to all of you. What do you believe about prayer, about tapping in to the real source of the universe, the one who, who spoke and, and had all this happen? If you really believe that our prayer does that, then then I would think that we would all expect miracles when we pray. I have other friends that do visioning boards. They, you know, cut out pictures or draw pictures or write things, and they put them on a board that are dreams of theirs. And they look at that every day. And people who do that seriously will tell you it makes a difference. And in football, when we were playing football, we had helpers that taught us to envision our game, to envision how we were going to make this tackle or catch this ball. And we were supposed to spend time envisioning that because it would make a difference in the way we perform. And there's other folks who just say, you know, I'm sending you the best wishes I can, or the, the best thoughts, and believing that that thought process shared with you over miles will make a difference. There's a, I, I, mean, I guess we could go to the islands and, and look at voodoo in the same way. I think the world and cultures are filled with that thought process. And it just came flooding over me when Carol said, yeah, but while you were in line, you could have prayed for her, right? And it could have made a difference. So what do you all think about sending good thoughts, envisioning the way things should be, or praying and sharing with God 
the things that you would like to see happen. I'm really good at the part of prayer in that I believe prayer is to not get God in line with my thoughts, but to get me in line with God's thoughts. But when Carol asked that question, I'm not as strong on the idea that that my prayer offered to the universe can make a powerful difference without me doing anything else. It's just funny because, I mean, the kind of most basic aspect of my spiritual understanding is that like, we are not just these bodies, that we're spiritual beings currently having this physical experience, but that our identity is not simply linked to this body, this name, this nationality, this gender. And I spend a lot of time reading and meditating and um, trying to get my mind to remember that. Um, to remember that my identity is something greater. And it's funny because I think hearing Carol say that it made me think like, oh, shoot, Carol's on top of this. <laughs> because if you believe that prayer would have that type of power, that you would believe that prayer would have that those types of tangible results, then you believe that the spiritual, non-physical reality of this world is just as potent and accessible as the physical reality. Amen. That's really cool. Yeah. But I think it's funny because it's it it makes me think that prayer needs to be kind of rebranded in in a way that yeah, yeah, expresses its real potency, you know? I think right. I think for me when right. I hear prayer I think of like my grandmother on her knees before she goes to bed which to me doesn't feel very alternative it doesn't feel very counterculture it doesn't feel very radical but when I think about embracing the idea of myself as a non-physical spiritual being who can actually alter and manifest things in this world through the use of my spiritual understanding and ability that feels very out there right. <laughs> it feels very alternative right. that feels and uh, i don't think of like grandma on her knees next to her bed like as alternative it feels very by the book it feels very rude like yeah so it's interesting because i think actually it's a real opportunity for us to rebrand the idea of prayer into, I guess, what it really is, which is this, like, really mystical power. Right. It's like, as you talk about the physical, it's real easy for me to go to a stream that has a nice flow to it and play poo sticks, you know, where I put the sticks mm -hmm. in one side of the bridge and almost as fast as I can walk to the other side of the bridge, my stick comes out the other side. I, did, I didn't move it at all. I threw it into mm -hmm. the stream. Well, if there's a spiritual stream as well, right. with that kind of power that we know water has, mm -hmm. you know, then can I put a thought, a request, yeah. a care into that spiritual stream here and have it make a difference in California or Oregon 
or in Maryland? Yeah. A- and is it more than just an expression of my love? Yeah. But can I expect that to make a difference? You know, that's a question. You know, the what comes to mind is that there is a couple scriptures where religious leaders or Roman authoritarian officers come to Jesus on like a two or three day journey, asking them to heal their child who's back home. And they come wanting to take Jesus to that child because mm-hmm. they, they believe that Jesus has some kind of spiritual power and that if they can just mm-hmm. get, that, get him into their home, he might do something. And in both those situations, Jesus says, your child's healed. Yeah. And on their way home, their servants come to them and meet them halfway and say, your child's healed. Yeah. When did it happen? Oh, about a day and a half ago. Yeah. I don't know if I always give prayer that credit or give God that credit Yeah. that, you know, like I said, I'm really good at praying for God to put me yeah. in the places where I'm supposed to be. Right. But I don't always play poo sticks with prayers, you know? Yeah. Well, I think it's also, I guess, the difference between like a prayer for a miracle, like that is kind of an example of right. and kind right. of tapping into that power of prayer all the time so that the miracle is not even needed. Do you know what I mean? Right. Like, I guess it's like the difference between like, like going on a fast so that you lose a bunch of weight all at once or like just eating healthy your whole life and then you never need to go on a fast. And so I think that's kind of like the, what is that? Like you were supposed to be praying ceaselessly, right? right? Pray without ceasing, yep. Yeah. yeah. And I guess that's the prayer that I think of with the grandma. Yeah. Because she prays for her children and grandchildren always mm-hmm. that God would protect them and be with them and that they would know that. Right. You know, she doesn't pray for specific miracles. Right. But who knows if those prayers are answered or honored, right. how many things never happen because of those prayers right you don't know what didn't happen right it makes me think about margie my mom's great aunt as she um she swims she's 96 or something right she's very old and she swims and when she swims as she does like the lap the length of the pool she thinks of each of us and she prays for each of us and, like, yeah. at one point, mom said to Amarji, like, yeah, so Amy and Denardin have been back from India for a couple weeks. And she was like, what? I've been praying for them in India. <laughs> and she was, like, so disappointed that my mom hadn't kept her up to date. Because, she, yeah. yeah, it's like she was really, it was like she was sending us a letter. Like, she was sending right. that prayer. Right. Directing that prayer that prayer to us and then when she found right. out she'd been directing it to the wrong place you know right yeah like she is the same as like what carol like there was an understanding there that it's there's some the energy that came from that connection was real makes a difference yeah 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 i i've also heard it said that um it, it's like the that river kind of analogy you were making that like the flow of that spiritual energy Sometimes we think that we need to really create it or go or 
or make changes or make big movements, but I've heard it described as like um, you're holding a cork underwater and you're like not praying or you're not connecting is your hand actually holding the cork underwater. But if you would just move your hand away, the cork would naturally pop up to the top of the water. And so if someone like Jesus or another miracle worker can come and move your hand away, you might experience the miracle of the cork popping up. And then maybe after that miracle, you go back and hold it back under again, you know? Right. But that, Actually, right. if we just kept our hand away from the cork, it would naturally bob to the surface all the time. Yeah, I think for me, that's the kind of practice I'm working on is through prayer or meditation or reading spiritual books or having spiritual conversations. I'm just trying to remove my hand yeah. from holding that cork underwater so that yeah. the natural yep. ability of God and spiritual energies yeah. can keep that cork floating at the top, which is its natural position. Right. right. So I think in that way, I'm like you, like prayer for me is almost more about correcting my own wrong thinking than it is about like uh, requesting for a miracle to occur. Right. Yeah. But it is interesting that those kinds of mystical aspects of Christianity are not, at least for me, haven't really been super emphasized in like the modern day Christian church. And I don't, I don't know, maybe certain, you might know more than me, maybe certain traditions have more of that. Maybe it's just because you've been my main Christian teacher. And, yeah, and, well, um, you know, yeah, I don't. That's not necessarily what you emphasize, but. It's hard to talk about other people's experience. I mean, I, I think my experiences with the Assemblies of God is that they take prayer very seriously. You know, and they pray for people to find a job or to to find a, a, a mate or or to get better from their cold so they can attend their child's birthday party. You know, and they pray about everything and believe sincerely that God is hearing that prayer and will respond to it. Right. More meditative folks. Um, I think are more in that way that I pray, trying to find the center and the flow and just letting it be and help me to do what my part is, but mostly to keep out of the way, you know, and to just let the flow lead, you know, to actually become the cork. And then you have the the more, um, I would say, ritualistic churches, you know, like in the Catholic church, you share all sorts of prayers, but your response is always, Lord, hear my prayer. Exactly. You know, but anyone brought up in that tradition who does that believes that what they're doing is sharing this with God you know, and that God will do something with it. Um, And in my church, it's almost the sharing of prayers and concerns where we feel the power. Right. You know, it's in the actual sharing of people, which maybe in our analogy Mm -hmm. is the releasing of the core. Yeah. Like a healing in itself. You know, a sharing with the community 
this is what's on my heart, or this is the thing that I believe God is is prodding me to share. And the prayer time is sometimes anticlimactic. Yeah. Well, you know, it's so interesting to say that because my course this semester is called Creative Communication. And the professor was just talking about um, pain. And he was saying, like, with the placebos and stuff, that actually the person who has spoken to the doctor before the doctor yeah. has even given them the prescription paper, right? their pain right. has already diminished. Yep. So it's actually, I think, even scientifically, they would say the sharing of your pain with others actually is a healing. It's a miracle yeah. in itself. And if that is a releasing of the cork to the, yeah. to the, to the greatest power, yeah. that just is magnified all the more, you know, right. but I, you know, like, unfortunately I lead the pastoral prayer, you know, yeah. um, yeah. after all these joys and concerns are shared and I feel humbled, yeah. you know, and, and not qualified yeah. to, to follow some of the sharing that's been done. And I think if we were in a smaller group in a circle, yeah, I would just have people lift those sharings in prayer and they would pray them. But, mm-hmm. but I'm afraid people won't hear. <laughs> mm-hmm. So uh, again, I get caught up in the physical yeah. versus the yeah. spiritual, you know? Well, it's also interesting because in that setting, I think the sharing yeah. part is also like you're sharing with each other right. and then right. all together we lift those prayers to God, right? Where where if you're just in the prayer, everybody's eyes are closed and, and it's really That's just true. about the communication between the, the person and God. Yep. So I think there is there is like an extra healing step there where yeah. like we're all giving support to each other and then we're all saying yeah. Like, we know we're not capable to handle this ourselves. So all together, let's lift these prayers. Well, thank you for sharing that, because more often than not, the first sentence of my prayer is, God, we've heard so many things today that tug our hearts and 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 keep us awake at night, and we don't know what to do about them. Yeah. But you, but you do. Yeah, you exactly. Know? Yeah. But... But I'm glad that I have people like Carol in my church who believe enough to say to me, well, you could have prayed for her. It would have made a difference. Yeah. It's funny because it actually, this conversation makes me feel a little sad because there really was a time in my spiritual life where whenever um, something came up, some kind of, some event that made me feel resistance, my go-to was prayer. Yeah. Like I would just immediately pray. And I remember like when I was first studying alternative spirituality, like it would be, I mean, dozens of times a day I'd on my way to work, I wouldn't feel like going and I would feel just kind of like that twist in my chest. Like, Oh, I don't feel like going in today. Maybe I was having trouble with my boss and immediately I would pray or like in my mind, suddenly I would have like a negative thought about my body and some insecurity and immediately I would pray or I would be like frustrated by someone and not know how to deal with it. Immediately I would pray. And it was just like all day long, I was taking these physical material experiences in the world and using prayer as the antidote 
for them. Right. And it was special because it was really, it didn't solve. It's not like I got all these answers or that it like cleared all these right. barriers. Right. But what right. it did was it just, right. it's like if every time one of those things had happened, I called you, yeah. then like my relationship with you would naturally grow. Nice. And so I think that's what was happening. It was like nice. every time nice. I had a difficulty, I turned to God. And so then at those times in my life, my relationship with God was great. Yeah. So... Yeah, you may have gotten that from your mother, because <laughs> um, I I remember we went to see On Golden Pond in the movie okay. theaters, and yeah. there's a scene where um, Henry Fonda is is out with the boy, and on the boat, and they hit a rock, and he falls into the water and hits his head on the rock, and and all of a sudden they look over, and your mother's praying. Um, <laughs> She was so caught up in the movie that her natural instinct was to pray for him. That is so cute. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so you may have gotten that from her. <laughs> and yeah. she would pray whenever she heard an ambulance. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I, I don't know. It's it's nice. I, I actually, it, I feel a little like nostalgia for that time in my life and maybe right. a desire to go back to a practice like that. Right. Um, right. Cause I think it was really helpful for me. Yeah. Cause I would very quickly tell people that will bring you peace. Yeah. But Carol reminded me that it brings power. It's not only a mood changing thing, but it could be a life changing thing, yeah. a situation changing thing, Right. you know? Right. And she believed yeah. that. Yeah. 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 Actually, it's funny because in a, a church a couple of weeks ago, the minister was saying that he tried to transition into a practice of prayer and was struggling with it. And he got the recommendation from someone um, that if there's a certain area of your life that you're finding challenging for him for a while, it was his, his body, his physical health. He was trying to lose weight and he was really struggling. And so what he did was he went through the Bible, but it could be through any scriptures that you find helpful. And he found different areas where God talked about the body and how it was healthy and and how it was strong and different scriptures that related to like the health and strength of the body. And then for 30 days, he looked at himself in the yep. mirror and he recited those scriptures like, over himself. And he said that it was so helpful because it was a way to like connect and to pray about a specific issue, but like through these yeah. words that weren't his own, because he actually was struggling to kind of find the words. And yeah. I don't know, I think it was just, it was a different method of prayer than what I had heard before. And I thought it was just, it was really another way to take yep. whatever scriptures touch yep. you and to make them really practical and powerful in the physical world yeah so this week let let go of the cork believe that when you're sharing thoughts words images you're sharing them with a real spiritual power that will make a difference and so if you have something bothering you or that you're working on follow that pastor's example, do a Google search of scriptures that have to do with trust or forgiveness or loving your enemies or whatever your issue is and 
recite them and just let go of the cork into the spiritual power that's flowing in you and around you and through you and by you. If you're more of a creative visionary, cut out pictures of things the way you think God would like the world to be and just meditate on that. so much for listening to this episode of Big Fish Little Pod. We are having such a great time making this podcast and we're really appreciating all of the feedback and input that we get from you. Please comment on the podcast post on my dad's Facebook page or send us an email at bigfishlittlepod at gmail.com. Thanks. See you next time.